top five anything just gives me anxiety, to be very honest with you. Yeah. <laughs> that I'm like, <laughs> What's up, listeners, and welcome to Force 5 Live, a twist on the main show format that pits two contenders against one another in order to draft the best five of one person's filmography, the winner to be decided on by Force 5 listeners. Tonight, we've got two co-hosts from the I Seen It podcast to draft Robert Downey Jr. films. In the corner to my left, I have Don. How are you, Don? I'm doing great. Thank you. Hey, I got ahead of out of myself and, and did a macho man because I'm ready for this. <laughs> he's he's pumped. And in the corner to my right, we've got Don's co-host, Jordan. Jordan, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm excited to be here. This is going to be fun. This is going to be fun. And we're going to talk about I've seen it here in a bit. But at the top, I do want to plug something that's really important to my guests. Uh, head over to hdsa.org. That's hdsa.org. It's the website for Huntington's Disease Society of America. At the very least, please educate yourself about Huntington's disease. And if you have the means, please click the big blue donate button in the top right corner. There's currently no cure for Huntington's disease, but treatment and support can help reduce some of the problems caused by the disease and donations keep that research going. Um, I don't know if you gentlemen want to talk any more about hdsa.org or why we plugged it. <laughs> it's a it's a mother of a disease. Uh, it's ALS, Parkinson's, and Lou Gehrig. Sorry, no, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, and Lou Gehrig. So yeah, it's a mother. It's a chef's out, as I like to call. So yeah, just just educate if you can. Donate, go ahead. But it's not just educate yourself and learn something. So thank you, thank you, thank you. I will definitely have the link in the show notes. So just scroll down, click that button. And uh, like I said, at the very least, get educated. And if you can, please donate. All right, let's talk about our subject of honor today, gentlemen. We're going to be talking about Robert Downey Jr. This man made his acting debut at age five in his father's film Pound, a film that I've never seen, but sounds fascinating. Have either one of you seen Pound from 1970? I have not. I watched the the documentary that Robert, sorry, Downey did uh, about his dad called Senior, which was uh, really, really, really good and uh, quite emotional. His dad was uh, was dying, so this was kind of a kind of a find out, you know, ask those questions, get uh, get that that family history out of the way because they had a lot of it. So yeah, yeah, I think it's on Netflix too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, pound just it sounds fascinating. It's a movie about a pound and the animals in that pound, but all of the animals are played by human actors. And Robert <laughs> Downey Jr. at five plays oh, a puppy. I'm interesting. Writing this <laughs> yeah. Where can you watch this? Is it on Tubi? Uh, you know, Tubi's going to be probably the place where you could find it. I don't think there's any physical releases on disc. So uh, that's a good question. I'll have to look that up. Might be YouTube. <laughs> quite possibly, yeah, quite possibly. In the mid to late 80s, he hit his stride with several Brat Pack films, earning honorary status into the club with films like Tough Turf, Weird Science, The Pickup Artist, and Johnny B. Good. And then in the 90s, he earned his very first Oscar nomination for Chaplin, as he played the lead character, Charlie Chaplin. The late 90s were a perilous time for RDJ as he battled serious drug addiction that he'd had since he was young. He says that he had a drug addiction since he was eight years old. 
because of drugs that he was picking up from uh, his his family. His dad. His dad gave him his first. Oh. <laughs> quite a <laughs> <laughs> the bonding experience, yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, I don't think now you wouldn't win. You wouldn't win Parent of the Year. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it it was bad. It culminated in several arrests, jail stints, and and nearly killed him. And he became uninsurable as a result. And I don't want to dwell too much more on those issues because luckily Robert Downey Jr.'s story is one of redemption as he got help and went on to have one of the most successful careers of all time, starring in all kinds of critically acclaimed films after that, like A Scanner Darkly, Good Night and Good Luck, and the incredible comedy Tropic Thunder, which he earned his second nomination for. And of course... He kicked off the Marvel Cinematic Universe with his turn as Tony Stark in Iron Man. And in the middle, there are some really amazing films. So tonight we're here to see who's going to draft the best list of five Robert Downey Jr. films. Now, before we get into the game to see who's going to go first, I'd like to know about your relationship with Robert Downey Jr. And uh, I'm going to start with Don. So Don, um, what's like the first film that you can remember watching Robert Downey Jr. in? I'm pretty sure it was Air America because my parents rented it. I was seven, eight, maybe around nine yeah. when they watched it. I remember the just the back and forth. Uh, didn't really start to notice him until you get a little bit older, and you know you watch. I had heard about Less Than Zero. Um, I had heard about Chaplin. So there was just other movies like Heart and Souls is uh is high on my list will it be on <laughs> um so yeah just introduced that but then when it got a little bit older started to you heard the story you know this is what this guy is going through and you heard a lot of people i heard roger ebert a lot talk about that he was one of his one of the best um actors of the generation like sean penn and and that sort of so yeah it, it just grew from there and then yeah i watched one movie in particular which will probably be my one uh, and then just took off after that so all right jordan what about you uh i'm i'm kind of hoping that it was u.s marshals and not the other one that i think it was because i think it was natural born killers ah. <laughs> and i was much too young to be watching natural born killers <laughs> so uh i didn't know he was in that till later yeah um uh, that's the first yeah. time i think i remember seeing him and then obviously going back through his back catalog and you know finding out just how great he was and then became again. So yeah, that's it. <laughs> My journey with Robert Downey Jr. is a little bit different. I think the first the first time I remember seeing him was on Ally McBeal because Ooh. my mom used to watch <laughs> Ally McBeal. And never he had watched a stint it on there. Yeah, it was it was a decent he show. He got fired. <laughs> he did. He did. He got fired when he overdosed again. In Robert Downey Jr.'s own words, he got out of jail, got hired for Ally McBeal, remembered an old pager number, and then got kicked <laughs> off the show. <laughs> so that's probably uh, that's probably the the first exposure I had to him. I've seen a ton of stuff since then, but I didn't really start to love him until what I would consider my number one. But I'm going to keep that secret until it is <laughs> played in this draft, if it is played in the draft, and I really hope it is. We're going to go through this list, and there are definitely some gaps in my Robert Downey Jr. filmography. So we're going to see if uh, if I walk away from this draft with some recommendations. <laughs> uh, all right, guys, the way this game works is pretty simple. Each player is going to draft a film until both of you have five total. 
If a film is drafted, the other player cannot draft it. Once the lists are compiled and the podcast is out for people to listen to, users will have a chance to vote on the winner. That being said, I think you guys have something on the line for the winner, or really for the loser. Uh, (laughs) Yes, well, in our friendship, I am the dominant one in the winning for the longest time. uh, This this man... uh, was one of the few that kicked my ass in the old school NCAA football. That's what really got our the blood going. So it sounds like it sounds like this is a relationship built on competition. Yes. So this is going to be real fun. Uh, now, mm-hmm. yeah, Donnie, if you win, so as I understand it, you guys have uh, the winner is going to assign the loser a film that they have not seen. You both already have the films picked. Uh-huh. Donnie, what's the film you're going to have Jordan watching? <laughs> well, there's a lot of them that I've told Jordan that he needs to watch, and he says, no I'd way, duck not I'd happening. Duck <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, that, that sounds great. So I like, I like bad movies. Uh, I was trying to think of one. I gave him Color of Night, and he cried about it because <laughs> the director's cut is two hours and 20. Tried to tell him the two-hour version's a little bit less. Oh, sorry, theatrical cut is a little bit less. Uh, it's a little more chaotic. Uh, so I gave him a 90-minute movie, 1977's Bare Knuckle, which is available on Tubi. So he was happy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we got Bare Knuckles on the line. And then, Jordan, if you win, what's Don going to be watching? Well, Don has forever given me crap for loving the Step Up series. Um, all of them. I do yeah. like all of them. The first one is <laughs> kind of not great. The rest of them are pretty fun. So I've always, I've always defended Step Up to the streets, and uh, it's <laughs> finally coming time, Donnie. You're gonna have to watch this movie. <laughs> okay. We'll see about that. So we got two films that really take place in the streets. Just one is being taken care of with knuckles, and the other is being taken care of with dance moves. <laughs> I think we know who's going to win that battle between the two movies. Yeah, obviously, so. everything settled to dance. Ask Peter Quill. <laughs> That's how it is settled. You know, violence doesn't do it, you know. Yeah, and if you can't do it with podcasting, you do it with dancing. Yes. <laughs> yes. Part of the advantage is going first in a draft like this. And in order to determine who goes first, we're going to play a game called Four Frames. As you are probably aware, when you look up an actor on IMDb, it's going to show you the four films that IMDb believes that actor is known for. Sometimes they seem to be pretty accurate. But as if you've listened to any of these drafts, you know that many times they're not. So in a moment, I'm going to give you an actor's name. And you're each going to send me a private message with the four films you think IMDb has displayed. Once I send you the actor's name, you're going to send me an email with the four films you think IMDb says this person is known for. The person who gets the most right will get the first pick. Now, if you both have the same number correct, we'll go back and forth throwing titles out until somebody gets one right. And the person who gets to toss a title out first in that scenario is whoever sent me their initial four picks first. So speed does count. (laughs) All right. So uh, everybody ready to type four films and send them to me? God, I hope so. (laughs) Today's subject for four frames 
is the person who beat Robert Downey Jr. for Best Actor in 1992, Al Pacino. So send me a email with the four films you think IMDb says Al Pacino is known for. What a sham. What kind of a show are you guys putting on here today? I got Jordans in. I'm already beating you, so let's go. Let's keep this going. (laughs) (laughs) I can't. All right, here it comes. This was going to be like the most fun part of the show, I thought. (laughs) Which which actor you were going to give us for this. Okay, got both both lists in here. Uh, Jordan, your picks came in first. You had Scent of a Woman, Scarface, The Devil's Advocate, and Heat. Of those four films... You got zero. Oh, correct. Wow. <laughs> oh, zero. Correct. Dang it. And that's good effort, though. This is this is why this game is so fun because if I was if you were to ask me, I would absolutely have Scarface and Heat on there. Right. Like no doubt yes. about it. Uh, Don, you had Godfather, hmm. Godfather Two, Dog Day Afternoon, and Scarface. You got two correct. Two correct. Here's what IMDb says he is known for. Number one, Serpico. (laughs) Number two, Dog Day Afternoon. Number three, The Godfather. And number four, Dick Tracy. What? What? (laughs) Dick Tracy. I love IMDb. (laughs) What the hell? Yeah. So uh, (laughs) Sure. (laughs) The one he didn't win for. I'm surprised they didn't have Jack and Jill on there. (laughs) (laughs) Duncachino. Oh, all right. That's why this game is so fun because you never know what's going to happen in that in the four frames game. You gave it a good guess. He won the Academy Award for Son of a Woman. How is that not on there? I did. Yeah, and and a lot of times they do have the uh, the Oscar nominated Oscar nominated films on there. So who knows? All right, Don, you've got the very first pick in the Robert Downey Jr. draft. Big drum roll virtually. What do you got at pick number one? Here he is, Robert Downey Jr. I was thinking tough turf because I want to stick it to him. (laughs) (laughs) Number first one, that's how it's going to go. Um, all three of these can be number one. I'm going to do it. Like I said, Jordan, I'm going to go with kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Let's go. Hurry up. It's not my fault. Just shut up and run. Hold it right there. Harry was a small time crook. Oh boy. Till he opened the door. Oh no, no. We're not ready for your audition. Just take him. He's ready. You ready, right? To a really big break. Quit acting like the good guy. You got your partner killed. You killed him. See, this is what I'm talking about. Old school method. Give me Gabe Perry on the phone. But he'll need a real cop. Detective lessons tomorrow for your acting. Oh, you're the uh, consultant. If he wants to act the part. You must be Gabe Perry. Still gay? Me? No. I just like the name so much, I can't get rid of it. So what do you do? I'm a private detective. He thinks I'm a detective. Of all the idiot things to do. My sister Honey, Are you going to help me? I got to check my schedule. Can you help me, Harry? Because you're I, not going to help me okay, find somebody okay. else. So sometimes I have other... Oh, uh, my caseload oh, is, sure. is pretty... Thank you. I love that movie. Jordan loves it, too. Jordan can quote it just as much as I do. <laughs> quit multiplying. <laughs> um, quit multiplying. This was 
supposed to be Robert Downey Jr.'s big comeback. Uh, that's what he signed up for. Joel Silver, Val Kilmer uh, said, I'm, I, I'm fighting for what you're doing, so I'm not going to drink the whole time we filmed because Robert was still still fighting. And, uh, yeah, this is – it should have been bigger, but I think that's why it's great because – not everyone knows about it, and it's so fucking funny. Uh, it's the the first thing that Shane Black directed. Uh, it's probably top three Val Kilmer, at least quotable. But there's so many. Uh, it's it should have been bigger. It went to Iron Man, and then we lost our great actor Robert Downey Jr. to Tony Stark. So yeah, sorry Jordan, that's what I gotta go with. I saw a grimace on uh, Jordan's face as you picked this, so clearly this was also uh, at the top of your list. It was just because I know Don, that was also going to be my number one. I mean, no, it's not even going to be on my list. That movie sucks. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I I adore this. Be lying all these. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I really like this. This is my favorite Shane Black movie. It's one of my favorite Val Kilmer movies. It's one of my favorite Robert Downey Jr. movies. So, I mean, it, it's the trifecta there. We're all on the same page here. Uh, this is my favorite Robert Downey Jr. movie. When I teased it at the top, I'm not going to say it until you picked it. Well, you picked it right at the very top. <laughs> this might be one of my top five films of all time. I saw this in 2005, right when it came out, and... Um, I absolutely adored it. I've seen it so many different times. In terms of top five lists, this has come up on a couple of top five lists, but most recently, uh, Val Kilmer was on my list for top five LGBTQ characters. His role as Gay Perry is just one of the funniest roles of all time. <laughs> yes, the everything, everything he says is you could laugh at all of it because he's such a <laughs> he's such a dickhead. Yeah, and it, it's funny because there's two. You really have two sarcastic uh, straight men. I mean, I, we see straight oh, <laughs> straight yes. men in terms of like acting yeah. style, but uh, you have these two guys that are just really sarcastic. Some hilarious moments with Robert Downey Jr. Uh, losing a finger <laughs> is one of the like funniest scenes ever. Sorry, I actually wrote. I have it in my phone. I have his entire little quick little monologue <laughs> that he says to that he says to her and then she stick, breaks his finger cuts his finger off on the door it's i'd laugh so hard you cut my fucking thing <laughs> yeah just just a, a perfect movie in my opinion i think shane black came close with the nice guys but really i i don't I saw think that in theaters yeah i don't think anything will touch kiss kiss bang bang i love it i love it so much yeah it just didn't have that same playfulness that kiss kiss bang bang had the other guys or the, the nice guys just it just was missing that one little thing i mean you've got shane black's usual great you know dialogue script i mean gosling baby goose and maximus are 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 great actors but they they don't have the 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 quick that RDJ and Val can can right. do so, and Val is so underrated as a comedian yeah. uh, for his comedy movies. So yeah, it's go out and see it if you haven't goddamn seen it yet. <laughs> yeah, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, amazing film. 
Well, Jordan, uh, <laughs> that one's off the board, but there are plenty of other really great Robert Downey Jr. films up there. What are you going with with your number one? Oh, uh, well, since that one's gone, I'm going to have to go <laughs> and do a little bit of a change up here and just go straight to Zodiac next. Paul, what's on the crime beat? Janice in Datebook left the fondue party before everyone got naked. That's a crime. <laughs> Just seen her. Wouldn't kid you. Maybe the beginning of a crime wave. You need to see this. Go get the publisher. Dear editor, this is the murderer of the two teenagers last Christmas at Lake Herman and the girl on the 4th of July near the golf course in Vallejo. Prove I killed them, I shall state some facts which only <clears throat> I and the police know. Christmas, brand name of ammo, Super X. Is this Vallejo story true? Do we know that? Paul? What? I cover crime in Vallejo? Yeah, I cover crime in Vallejo. Ten minutes. Let's shoot the code and call SFPD. If it turns out to be real, at least we'll have the material. RDJ is That's Paul good. Avery. Um, it's just the journalist that just slowly unravels throughout this whole film just played it brilliantly. Um, I think this might actually be my Dave favorite David Fincher film since uh, Kevin Spacey kind of ruined seven for me now. Uh, so this yeah. one kind of slotted in yeah. right above it. So uh, I think the cast is, you know, a mile long with this one. They're just incredible. Um, I mean, you got Brian Cox with hair. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's a little off-putting at first, but uh, I think John Carroll Lynch is at his absolute best in this movie, too. So, And you get Philip Baker Hall, who's a staple. So, <laughs> Zodiac is just so meticulous, so much detail, and that's what Fincher's great at, is that attention to detail. But he is so much a part of the movie, and it just right. takes you down that rabbit hole, down that rabbit hole. And I mean, I, I love those movies where you know what the ending's going to be. Like the docudrama is like one of my favorites, Apollo 13. You know they're going to survive, but for me, still every time I get white-knuckled because it's just that sort of, it just gets you into it. Uh, but I love, yeah, uh, the director's cut adds a little bit more for mm -hmm. Zodiac. It it actually cleans up uh, a big um, plot hole. So, yeah, I, and Jordan gave me crap. I think it's actually a horror movie. I think it's, <laughs> I think it's psychological he on our one of our 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 first halloween episode him and our former host absolutely blasted it's me. not a horror movie <laughs> i mean if i went to blockbuster i probably wouldn't find it in the horror section but i will say that the final scene is one of those scenes that really sticks with you and it definitely is a, a horror that last scene is straight out of a horror film sure yes <laughs> Yeah, um, I love this one too. This was on my my list. Um, it's a great representation of San Francisco in the '70s. I love seeing my neck of the woods featured in films, and uh, <laughs> you get a lot of great shots of it here. The cast is amazing, like you said. Jake Gyllenhaal is one of my favorite actors, and he just knocks this one out of the park here. Mark Ruffalo is great in it. And Robert Downey Jr. as that third piece. I don't. The movie's definitely not as strong without Robert Downey Jr.'s performance. He's he's amazing in this movie. Right. I just I just love how he's so well put together at the beginning. Even though he is a bit of an alcoholic, he's still. But I mean, he's yeah. completely unraveled by the end of this film. So I love it. 
Well, that's a solid choice at number one here. All right, Don, back to you. Pick number two. Pick number two. I, I don't think Jordan will take this one. I think I'm. I think I might be its biggest fan. <laughs> Uh, I am absolutely in love with uh, Wonder Boys from uh, Curtis Hansen in the year 2000. Where exactly are we going? See my wife? On the left, too? Wonder Boys is simply wonderful. It's unexpectedly hilarious. I wish you hadn't shot my girlfriend's dog. Rolling Stone calls it a comic dazzler. <laughs> Director Curtis Hansen in his first film since L.A. Confidential works wonders with a pitch-perfect cast. Emily left me this morning. I'm pregnant. And Michael Douglas delivers one of his best performances. I love you, Grady. Wonder Boys, rated R. This Friday in theaters everywhere. Uh, another criminally uh, underseen movie. Uh, I think it's, I think it's, it's a different kind of funny than Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, but it's, it's so many different things, and I really like Michael Douglas when he was trying to do something a little bit different instead of looking like uh, the Mr. Sex Machine at the <laughs> end of the '80s, early '90s. <laughs> uh, Robert Downey Jr. in this is. Um, He's playing something different. He is a, you know, he's a homosexual when he feels like it, but he he's really just looking for something that he, you know, he, he's looking for a guy. He just doesn't know what he wants. <laughs> and he comes back to Pittsburgh where um, Michael Douglas wrote a great book, but he only wrote one. And in those 10 years prior, his book has been growing. Uh, it's, I think, if I remember right, it was like 2,300 pages, all single space. <laughs> and uh, Robert Downey Jr. is his best friend and his editor. So so he comes back to Pittsburgh to, you know, he's got a, there's like a, there's a, a, a book uh, uh, where people are being awarded. And, you know, young artists from the, the college that uh, Douglas uh, teaches at. So... He comes back, and he's got to also figure out what's going on with this book. And the book is almost like a MacGuffin. It's more about these characters and how Douglas just interacts with them, usually under the the, the aid of marijuana. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I love I love this movie. I have actually have the poster in my living room, in my man cave. Nice. So, yeah, it's my authentic video store from the year 2000 so all right the wonder boys this is a, a bold pick because like you said it kind of is underseen so will the force five audience respond to this i guess we'll see jordan what's your reaction to the wonder boys being taken at two here uh so when i first found out we were doing robert downey jr this was one of my blind spots and i ran out to go watch it quick and i did not care for it a whole lot Ooh. um yeah i don't i don't really I don't see why you loved it so much. Um, t for me, it was kind of more of a Michael Douglas, Tobey Maguire movie. So <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. was still getting uh, chances in this time with his movies. And this was another one that should have taken him to another place. Nobody saw it because nobody gave a shit. And uh, yeah, he got in trouble again a little bit after that, too. So. <laughs> This one I watched recently. I thought it was pretty good. Uh, it came up on, it was on our top five films about writing. Hmm. That this came up with uh, Phil Iskove. And he had it, I think, at his number one. 
And so I, I watched it. I thought it was pretty strong. It was nominated for three different Academy Awards, including Best Screenplay, Best Film Editing, and it won Best Original Song for the Bob Dylan song. So, hmm. Yep. Things have changed. Good song. Things have changed. All right. So the Wonder Boys at number two for you. Jordan, it's your turn to counter. Uh, well, since I went with uh, favorite movie, I'm going to have to go with my probably favorite role or his single greatest performance. And I'm going to take Chaplin here. Strong pick. The movie itself isn't super great, but what Robert Downey Jr. is doing in this movie is phenomenal. I mean, he's such a physical comedian and, you know, he just embodies Charlie Chaplin through and through. Um, I had read something that, you know, Richard Attenborough, the director of this, wanted RDJ and only wanted him and had to fight the studio who the studio wanted Robin Williams for this role. And I, I think it's a complete miss if Robin Williams is in this. So I really can't see anybody but RDJ doing this. So. Um, yeah, I think like I think he won the BAFTA for this, and I think like, yeah, I think you mentioned this at the top that he was nominated for an Oscar for this and lost, but still, I think it was his first nomination. So yeah, I I love this movie just for watching him do stuff that is completely different from the rest of his catalog. Yeah, the preparation that he went through for this movie was insane. I mean, he had coaches on. I think he learned to play tennis left-handed <laughs> for the role. He learned how to walk like him. I mean, he he really method actored this role, and it totally shows on screen. I didn't hear that Robin Williams was up for this role. That you're, I, I can't see that. Right. I just can't see that. I I think Robin's a good actor. Maybe it, if he would have played it instead of you know going his usual over the top, if he was like a little quieter, Dead Poet Society. Um, Goodwill Hunting. I mean, he's got those in him. I'm one. I, I love uh, everything that he does. Mostly, yeah, yeah, yeah I do too. <laughs> uh, it would have been interesting. I would have loved to have seen it. So, because hey, if somebody is going to try and play Chaplin, you know, give it a I shot. I think it might have so. been almost too slapstick. I mean, it would have been. It would have been interesting been, yeah. to see how he played it, like you said. But yeah, I, I don't see it at all. <laughs> all right, so. Uh, Jordan didn't like your number two pick, Don. How are you feeling about Chaplin here? I feel the same way. Uh, I Roger Ebert is one of my favorite, and I remember him giving it four stars. Absolutely loved it. So it was always one of those movies that's you know there. I just need to watch it. Uh, I feel the same way. Robert Downey Jr. is phenomenal in the movie. It just didn't care. The movie was cold to me, so... I haven't rewatched it since, but it's not like it's something that's not, you know, remember, uh, you know, Robert Downey Jr. was was in this. So and if you look at his IMDb page, it's going to show up on there. So <laughs> so I I get I, you know, I yes, I'm on that with him. All right. Yeah. Chaplin, uh, if you haven't seen Chaplin, I think it's worth a watch just for Robert Downey Jr.'s performance. If, you, if you're familiar with Charlie Chaplin movies, he becomes Charlie Chaplin. Right. In this and, movie. and it's undeniable and dan Aykroyd's pretty great in this too so yeah and a young marissa tomei as well. yes <laughs> oh yeah uh it's tough that he didn't win the oscar i mean it's really tough when you're going up against al pacino and if al pacino doesn't win it i mean you probably give it to denzel for malcolm x tough yeah. year yeah <laughs> pacino's getting amazing amazing buzz yeah when it when it builds like that like it used to anyway so it's 
look back on it. Who gives a fuck who won the Oscar? We root for the guys who didn't win or who weren't even right. nominated. So yeah, nobody's watching. Nobody's watching Green Book today. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, pick number three, Don. What do you got at number three here? Yeah, and I could go with something a little bit more off beat, uh, but to kind of spice up my list, if I gotta, if I gotta have something going against uh, Jordan's number one, I gotta go, I gotta go with uh, Tropic Thunder. Everybody knows you never go full retard. What do you mean? Check it out, Dustin Hoffman. Rayman, look retarded, act retarded, not retarded. Count two picks, cheated cards, autistic, show, not retarded. You got Tom Hanks, Forrest Gump. Slow, yes, retarded, maybe, braces on his legs, but he charmed the pants off next to him and won a ping pong competition? That ain't retarded. He was a goddamn war hero. Right. You know any retarded war heroes? You went full retard, man. Never go full retard. You don't buy that? Yeah, Sean Penn, 2001, I am saying. Remember? Went full retard. Went home empty-handed. This movie is fucking funny, but if Robert Downey Jr. isn't in this doing whatever they committed to, if that movie was made now, absolutely... Well, maybe if RGJ was in it, maybe it would still have that same... But I don't think you could make this movie now. Uh, <laughs> not when they're mentioning the R word in a you know full, full way. So, and I know it got a lot of heat because of using that, but there's just the bouncing off of what Robert Downey Jr. does with everybody in this. I mean, again, it's one of those where you could probably quote almost every damn thing. Yeah. <laughs> what like it says. What do you mean, you people? <laughs> what do you mean, you people? <laughs> It's epic. If you've seen um, any of the special features that were on the Tropic Thunder Discs where they had the full 10-minute scene where where, um, they were trying to talk um, still are out of staying because, you know, they see me, they see something, and... (laughs) <laughs> so they you, you don't know what dude you <laughs> but it's 10 minutes of uncut and they stop they're like yeah, you know, i don't really like it like that and then you see them go right back into it. it it's fucking it's fucking awesome it's so good i think i saw this in the theater with you, you. Did. <laughs> uh i uh we we the group we were in everybody we were in i think i don't think any of us stopped laughing and i don't think we've stopped now because it's so freaking you can quote it to anything. So, <laughs> speaking yeah. of Al Pochino, <laughs> <laughs> no. yeah, give me that goddamn. No, this, this is a great one. Um, I, I'm kind of upset I couldn't get it. I mean, I could have had it, but uh, you could have. I mean, it, it's like you said; it's already endlessly quotable. It, it's so much fun. Uh, surprisingly, didn't get them canceled. <laughs> I mean, with everything that's going on, like it's 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 interesting. But I mean, you know, he wasn't making fun of them, so you know, it's it's great. I, I love Tropic Thunder. And this movie was, you know, was seeing the future of Eddie Murphy, where Eddie Murphy started starring at all of these movies that Jack Black <laughs> <laughs> was starring in and making fucking billions of damn dollars yes 
<laughs> yep. Oh my god. Yeah. We. It's. It's. Yeah. It's perfect. The only surprise here at number three for me is that it lasted this long. Uh, Tropic Thunder is one of the funniest movies of the 21st century, in my opinion. If you've never seen it, you got to go out and see it. It's about just these this group of actors who they're going into the jungle to shoot a Vietnam War movie, and they find themselves in the middle of an actual war. <laughs> and it's like the it it's got probably the best comedic ensemble cast you could ask for. With uh, yeah. Ben Stiller, Robert Downey Jr., Jack Black, Danny McBride, Bill Hader, Matthew McConaughey, Tom Cruise in a fucking small but I unforgettable role. Yeah. <laughs> That's just great. You say unforgettable. However, at Donnie's wedding, he made me do the Tom Cruise fat suit dance that he does at the end credits <laughs> of the movie. He cleared out the dance floor and made me do it alone. <laughs> <laughs> Asked the DJ, hey, we need can we have this moment? Uh Jordan, I think, was already plenty yeah. under the crushed it the by influence. The way. Absolutely so, crushed yep, it. I think <laughs> I think he drank enough for me and my wife. <laughs> so yes, I have that memory that in uh Michael Jackson's thriller. <laughs> Jordan, we have when we play this song, you know, not a bar, you know doing something play this and jordan will go Ooh. so <laughs> jordan is a hell of a dancer so he can do the actual yeah he's he's pretty good so i have no dance moves so i think that's why we get along so well so because i'm envious i'm jealous of what the fuck he can do so <laughs> and Downey jr by the way i didn't i didn't even mention his his role in here he plays kirk lazarus he's like this Shakespeare trained actor he thinks he's <laughs> above this movie and he comes in and he basically does blackface yeah. in in the <laughs> film and yeah for some reason it works with him and it's hilarious I mean I remember watching this and just like you guys I think from the opening frame you get these fake trailers and you get these <laughs> fake ads for yep. booty sweat <laughs> and uh you know simple jack and stuff and it just it goes from there and never lets up it's just so funny and it's it's so well done you rarely see acting performances in comedies get nominated for academy awards and the fact that robert downey jr earned best supporting actor which again he was never going to win against heath ledger but you've got an oscar nomination for a side character in a comedy very rare and that should show you if you haven't seen this that should show you how good this performance was. Uh, and I always like to think of this movie like this probably was probably, what, 100 million, maybe a little bit less. This movie now with this cast, oh, oh, oh. my God, it'd be like three, 400 million. <laughs> oh, easily. It wouldn't even go, go to theaters. It'd probably be streamed by Apple or something because they have a whole freaking war chest. So, <laughs> yeah, we just don't get these movies anymore. All right. So Tropic Thunder at three for you. Jordan, pick number three for you. Oh, I'm going super personal with this one. <laughs> um, okay. This one is definitely a one for me, and it's going to be Tough Turf. He's new in town, and nothing belongs to him. Not the music. Where's he from? Not the school. Whoa. Not the girl. Things you don't understand. Then enlighten me. Never catch you near Frankie again. Take you out so fast. To get what he wants. Morgan Hill is going to take this town apart. Tough turf. Rated R. Now playing in selected cities at a theater near you. 
I freaking love this movie so much. I know it's more of a James Spader movie than it is a Robert Downey film, but well, he, ev- play, he plays the sidekick. But every you know? time he's yes. anywhere on screen, my eyes are glued to him because you can't look away from whatever he's doing. He's just mm-hmm. he's the best. Um, I mean, he gets to play drums for the Jim Carroll band. <laughs> <laughs> he's he gets to play saxophone with Jack Mack and the Heart Attack at the end of the movie. Like, I just love it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, everything that he's doing in this, I yeah, like I said, I can't look away from him. So, um, I again, not a great film by any means, but. Man, is it so much fun. <laughs> I think I've talked about it numerous times on our show. <laughs> yeah, I think I introduced this to Jordan, or maybe, I don't know, because we seem to catch the same stuff on Tubi. He usually doesn't watch it. Uh, I'm not as big of a fan as this. Um, I lo- it, was, it was fine. It was really weird, the, the scene where they were in the, the country club, and they just... It just busts into a musical. Like 80s films did. <laughs> <laughs> James Spader was not a badass. Uh, he just looked miscast. He just looked like a skinny little skinny little bastard. So maybe give me the guy that he played in Pretty in Pink. Maybe that guy could be a badass, but maybe more of like an anti-hero because, you know, you got to want to root for him. My favorite little piece in this movie is after Spader's dad gets shot and is in the hospital is when he finally decides to go hook up with that girl. He's just like, oh, yeah, my dad got shot. Let's go have sex. <laughs> it's, it's like, what? What is going on? <laughs> it's the 80s. That was that was OK. And that was OK. It's got 30, 30 year olds playing high school kids. I'd love it. <laughs> Again, another 80s thing. <laughs> oh, like my favorite movie of all time, Airborne. 30-year-olds playing, <laughs> playing high school kids. We always <laughs> mention Teen Wolf. The, the the bad guy in that looks like he's 40. He definitely is. Well, it doesn't sound as good if you call it middle-aged wolf. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We need someone to, you know, make you feel something for, for Mike. So let's get this guy who's obviously... You know, in a mid-age crisis, you know, he's got the, he's got enough chest hair. So, yeah, you know, let's just put him in. We can make him look 18. It's been a long time since I've seen Tough Turf, so I can't speak too much about this one. I can't remember a thing about it. The only thing I remember is that the, the, the director did Children of the Corn, yes. and then he went to Tough Turf, and then I never heard from him again. Oh, it's, it's, it's great. Where do you... Where do you watch this most of the time, Jordan? Is it on Tubi? Is it, it never left? It was a Tubi staple for the longest time. Yeah. Um, so I watched it probably seven times on Tubi in the last year. <laughs> Just kind of background yeah, yeah. noise. He, he, he likes to say, hey, guess what I'm watching, Don? In a text, I'm just like, ah, what? Tough Turf, man! Well, I think there's a Blu-ray of Tough Turf if you want to own it forever, just in case it ever leaves Tubi. He's not a physical media kind of guy you're the uh, i'm getting there you're the streamer you're the streamer <laughs> well i uh, it's okay i had to upgrade from all my like 700 dvds to blu-rays and i'm just like i just can't afford it <laughs> oh you say you in order to play your blu-ray player you have to what turn on your ps4 or something yeah. or what yeah. the hell <laughs> however when stone cold comes out in like three days to blu-ray i'm buying that so <laughs> Same company put out uh, the Kino is putting out Stone Cold, and they put out the Tough Turf uh, Blu-ray. They got a commentary on there from the director too. Fantastic! A little bit more. Fucking wait. 
Yeah. All right. Um, well, we got three picks for each of you. Um, so I'm going to recap the list real quick, and then we're going to talk about I Seen It for a second. Don, your list so far. You've got Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, Wonder Boys, and Tropic Thunder. Jordan, you have Zodiac, Chaplin, and a personal pick with Tough Turf. <laughs> <laughs> anything can happen. I am actually shocked that we don't have anything from the Marvel Cinematic Universe, although I am delighted because he is so much more than that. Iron Man is okay. <laughs> we had him there. Sequels, everything else we lost. We lost him. It's just like Johnny Depp when he became a pirate for real. So he became Tony Stark. So yeah, it just it's disappointing. I, I want my I want my Robert Downey Jr. back. We'll see what happens with the rest of the list. Uh, but before we get to that, I want to talk about I Seen It. So uh, for those who haven't heard of I Seen It, what is your show about? And why should people go listen after they listen to this draft? Well, uh, I mean, it's just it's basically what we like to say is that you, you, do you remember when you had to walk into the video store? There was always somebody talking to a clerk forever behind the counter. That is the exact scenario that our show is, and that's how we met. So, I mean, he was working behind the counter, and I was that customer that stood in line and talked to him for too many hours. Said goodbye, said hello to people, took movies. Yeah, he did a little bit of, yeah, and I wiped his late fees too, and not my brother's. Yeah, we didn't put Hollywood Video out of business together. (laughs) No. Oh, God, no. They put put themselves. It wasn't us. It wasn't... Those $200 in late fees. Everybody knew you there. It's just the two of us talking movies that we love, and we don't get too deep into it. I mean, we just kind of, you know, we don't get into blocking and shots and all that stuff. We just kind of break it down as just two fans of, you know, fun movies. And, um, you know, we have some, our show varies all the time, like whether we're ranking episodes or giving top fives or whether we're doing, uh, you know, like lately we've been getting into uh drafting movies from certain years just taking 93 or something for example and making a top five list of that um yeah we've played plenty of games on there and yeah it's uh it's just kind of a a hangout show for an hour hour and a half that's what we've been told is that it sounds like we're just two dudes at a bar just talking talking to shit and it can change i i I change a lot faster than jordan does with so i I like to call him the 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 the, the stability in our relationship i'm the variable so i can i can go off on a a rant but editing is such a godsend (laughs) because maybe somebody doesn't want to hear what i said i want to hear what i said but i can i can edit it i'm okay with that so All right, cool. Well, I completely relate as somebody who came from the video store world as well, both behind the counter and in front of it. Um, Yeah, really fun show. Uh, Recently, you guys went through like your Oscar predictions and then did your your post show recap. Uh, Like you said, you go through some of the years. I saw 93 and 94 represented just kind of a variety of topics. So make sure to check that out. Yeah, one thing that we have a whole hell of a lot of fun for, and we're doing it in our next episode. We are we like to recast. Uh, we Jordan said, are we doing you know guys who have been you know canceled, you know, shunned, <laughs> blackballed? One of our episodes was Kevin Spacey. Mm-hmm. Um, so this one is Michael Bay. <laughs> <laughs> ah. it, Jordan said we couldn't do Armageddon because there was too many 
So we we pick five main characters in a movie, and then we we give a we we pick a decade. What do we want to do? And that's where we pick it from. So you can pick anybody who was in that decade. So yeah, those seem to be our most fun episodes because it can go it can go weird really quick. So and I'm I'm going to say that mine is going to go weird. Yeah, like when you recast what Chris <laughs> Hemsworth as. Um... Um, and Braveheart. and Braveheart is William Wallace. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was a weird one. <laughs> Did not yeah. like it. He was taller than his uh, than his than his best buddy there. <laughs> he was he was bigger than Brendan Glee, whoever Brendan Gleeson was. So it was a weird like twins effect. <laughs> I just said that to my wife. She, we both like Chris Hemsworth and Anna Kendrick. So we said it'd be really cool to see them in a movie together, like a romantic comedy. No. He's like seven foot tall. She's barely Ooh. five foot. <laughs> <laughs> she might need a serious, like, little stepladder to go up and give him a kiss or a hug. I mean. Yeah, you got to do the uh, Dom Toretto framing <laughs> on that one. <laughs> you got to do the Tom Cruise thing where Tom Cruise has got to, you know, get the six inch lifts <laughs> so he can be so he can be taller than his wife. <laughs> oh. And uh, people can listen to I Seen It wherever you're listening to this. And then you have a website as well, right? Uh, I Seen It.org. Yep. Doing movie re- so far, it's me right now because Jordan has two young uh, children. I am uh, retired for disability, so I I try to write, which is probably the dumbest thing that I try to do creatively. <laughs> uh, but getting it a little bit more reviews, uh, we've done lists. Uh, definitely have every link to the show there. Uh, I have a different blog where something else might come on in my mind where talk about you know uh i i did write about kevin spacey just how it went from you know how i was when you know first saw him he was an amazing actor and you but you never thought about you know what maybe what he is and then when you find out it's just like oh oh i don't you, you have to i have to separate myself from everything and there's so many movies that i loved so yeah, it's that's that's the fun of it. I can do pretty much whatever I want on it. So that's pretty cool thing. So yeah, watching Kevin Spacey movies, imagining another actor in that role <laughs> will make them a lot more fun these days. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'd watch The Usual Suspects with uh, Giancarlo Esposito in the oh, in that role. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that would be, cool. be really cool. Do you know the story of Usual Suspects? Sorry, I'm going to be a nerd now. Uh, Al Pacino was up for the Chaz Palminteri Ooh. role. That was one of the first ones, and he didn't want to do it because he didn't see the potential with it. He thought it was just some whatever. He says it's his worst, biggest regret. Wow. Was passing on that movie. Yeah. A bigger regret than starring in Jack and Jill. (laughs) (laughs) He's got to get paid, man. He's getting, he's old, okay? That's, that's just how I look at it. I, maybe I won't watch it, but I know he's getting paid for to be in a tropical paradise for a million dollars for a couple days. So I'm okay with it. I actually, I used his Dunkachino as a, one of my fake ads <laughs> in the show at one Perfect. point. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, links to everything I seen it will be in the show notes as well. So uh, please go check that out after you listen to the draft. And uh, again, hdsa.org while you're at it, while you're in those show notes. Okay. We've got two picks left, two picks left. Pick number four, Don. What are you going with here? Debating if I want to take the Iron Man and just try to just walk my way to the <laughs> throne. Uh, but that movie, it's good and a bad. I love it, but it's it's what 
we lost after that. So I, I think of him as somebody, uh, somebody who passed. <laughs> he went to the he went to the Mickey Club. Uh, I'm gonna go with something a little bit more personal, like Jordan says, but mine is actually personal. I love Less Than Zero, but I cannot watch Less Than Zero because it's so it's it's sad. It's really sad. The ending won't give it away if you haven't seen it, but it's. And what Robert Downey Jr. was probably going through, how fucking coked out of his mind he probably was, that we get anything from him, and it is, it's awesome. He's just this lost soul with these friends who are uh, kind of growing away from each other. Certain things are going on. It's uh, it's based off of a Brett Easton Ellis book. Uh, I, I'm a huge fan of his, too. Um, yeah, this is... One of those movies, you just have to recommend it because it's really good. You wouldn't think like an Andrew McCarthy, Jamie Gertz. You know, you would think it would be just the usual bullshit. But it's it's a really good movie. You probably won't watch it again. <laughs> yeah, one of those tough watches for sure. Especially when you know what he was going through at the time. Jordan, uh, how do you feel about Less Than Zero going here at number four? Uh, well, like you said, it's 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 a one-time watch for me. I uh, I can't revisit it. Um, it's very similar to another one that I might end up picking on my list, depending on where you go. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it, it's good. I again, I don't ever recommend it to anybody because you know they got to be in a good headspace to see it, really. So. Yeah, I, uh, you can have this one. You can let this one be on your list. <laughs> That's fine. It's fine. It's, I always think about it like, uh, no, I'm not feeling. No, I'm not because <laughs> I'll have to look for something else to really cheer me up. Yeah, so. As I understand it, this would not be on uh, Brett Easton Ellis's top five Robert Downey Jr. movies. <laughs> no, I don't think he no. liked this very much. Uh, even though the film is a tough watch, I think the book is an even tougher read. Oof. I've not read the novel, but I've heard that it's it's pretty depressing. So uh, yeah, if you can't, if you find yourself uh, reaching for something more cheerful after watching the movie, you certainly wouldn't want to spend time <laughs> with the book. <laughs> All right, oh. uh, less than zero goes here at number four. Jordan, I think I'm gonna play the game a little bit. And I'm going to let it ride. Uh, I'm going to go with something, a, a movie post Iron Man that didn't really have RDJ doing the Tony Stark bit. And he kind of toned it down a bit for this one. I'm going with The Judge from 2014. Grandpa Palmer's dead? No, Grandpa Palmer's dead to me. Because he doesn't like you. Get over it. I wish I liked you more. Hey, Judge, where are you going? Penitentiaries this way. Smash. I'll paint your father as a holier than thou prick, determined to see what he considers justice served. My father is a holier than thou prick, so it's going to be a light day. That's fun. You can't screw it up, so don't. Thank you. Right? Got it. The Judge, rated R, now playing. Wow. I thought you were going with something yeah. else. You had me. You had me. That I've not seen The Judge. Thought you were going with Doolittle? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Uh, yeah. No, this was, uh, I mean, he's still kind of that swarmy, smarter than you asshole, but he's toned it down a bit in this. Um, he gets to play along Robert Duvall and Vincent D'Onofrio and Jeremy Strong is uh, playing on the spectrum a little bit as his brother. Um, 
And then Dak Shepard is pretty funny as another lawyer. <laughs> and then you got Billy Bob Thornton as the uh, the big bad. So uh, if you've never seen this, um, Robert Downey Jr. plays a lawyer. He's a big-time lawyer that kind of disavowed his family after a while. Uh, while his dad gets in, a, in an accident, and his dad was the judge uh, in this hometown for 40 years. And uh, he ends up killing some guy, and already he's trying to convince his son to to be his lawyer and defend him because he's gonna do his his big boy ploys and plots and get him off the hook. But uh, yeah, things don't necessarily go how you want them to. But yeah, it's uh, it's a good flick. It's actually it surprised me when I watched it because I had had. I just assumed it was going to be another RDJ being the asshole, <laughs> you know, that, that, that he's good at that. Right. So, but yeah, he, he surprised me in this one and I really liked it. Cause I think, like I said, he, he toned it back a bit. So I enjoyed it. I need to watch that movie. I like Robert Duvall. Uh, I just, I think I always put it off cause it's like two twenty. It's, it's, it's a long, it's got watch. a little bit of a runtime. <laughs> uh, I think it's on HBO or as it has been. Um, yeah, it's, I know it's one that I need to watch. There's a few others, but yeah, I just, there's too much yeah. to watch. <laughs> yes. This is one I have not seen either. I, I know that Robert Duvall was nominated for best supporting actor for this. Was this his last film or did he do stuff after this? It might be it's close. It's got to be yeah. one of his last for sure. I don't know if it is his last, but yeah, he kind of just took a, he just kind of stepped away and said, I'm going to go live my life. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. I think he's a f- big fisherman now. Jordan's saying the judge is good. So we got the judge here at number four. I got to say, I am very surprised at how this draft has played out so far. Uh, There are going to be some huge Robert Downey Jr. films left off of this list. Let's see what goes down here with your last pick, Don. What do you got at number five? I got into this movie because uh, Robert Downey Jr. was in it. Uh, It was a didn't know it was coming up sort of thing so it had me intrigued because it had Jodie Foster in it it looked like it had a uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Mahoney uh, Steve Gutenberg uh, I'm gonna go with Hope for the Holidays as a kind of a reason why I build up my passion for RDJ this holiday season dear Abby oh mom not Abby comes a celebration of the American family I'm glad he's waiting we gotta go (laughs) and everything they put us through when you go home do you look around and wonder who are these people where did I even come from from director Jodie Foster into the house everyone before we're in the evening news (laughs) home for the holidays rated PG-13 special sneak preview Saturday October 28th he is the best dig in that movie uh he's the he might be on drugs he might be on something uh but he's got such just a manic energy and i always remember the scene where he uh ripped a shower curtain open on jodie foster it scared her to death um yeah i i I was going to recommend this to my wife, but we couldn't watch it because it wasn't on, you know, one of the thousand stru- uh, streaming sites that I have. Um, but yeah, Home for the Holidays, just because he's the best thing in it. So. 
Home for the Holidays, a bold choice. Jordan, have you seen this one? <laughs> I have not, and I probably never will. <laughs> oh, if I win, you're watching Home for the Holidays. Oh, you can't change now. <laughs> wow, Home for the Holidays. This is one I also have never seen. And, you know, when I do these drafts, I'll go through. I, I, oftentimes, I don't have time to rewatch all the movies I want to see, but I'll at least, like, look up trailers, and I'll, I'll go through clips and stuff for those that I'm not entirely familiar with. And I saw Home for the Holidays on his filmography, and I was like, I don't need to worry about that one. <laughs> nope. <laughs> but here it is, Home for the Holidays at number five. You know, I'm always down for a good uh, a good holiday film, so maybe I'll put this on my watch list for uh, come November, December. It's only like 100 minutes. It's not It's not very long at all. I mean, it's, like I said, the cast is really good. Steve Gutenberg was still doing stuff before, I don't know what he disappeared from he ran out of that police academy money or whatever uh but (laughs) this is what i went with there's so many in this little area that i could have picked but i went with one that i remember just strangely if you want a holiday film take trap take my guy nick cage and trapped in paradise (laughs) (laughs) ah trapped in paradise came up on my top five underrated christmas films list phenomenal did we just become best friends? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. No matter how annoying Dana Carvey might be. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was so excited for this movie when it came out when I was younger because Dana Carvey, Nicolas Cage. Yeah. John I, yeah, I remember laughing a little bit, but I don't, it was, I remember it was just, just not what it, it looked like it was going to be zanier, so but maybe I should rewatch it, you know, thirty years later. Yeah, I think it's better now. Okay, so pick number five, we have Home for the Holidays, which leaves just one pick left. Jordan, what are you going with? I uh, I I played the game and I think I just won, so I gotta take 2008's Iron Man. What are you building, Stark? I'm working on something big. I can fly. I just finally know what I have to do. I, I, I can't pass up on it. I have to take it. Sell out. I don't, I don't <laughs> even care. Out. I took tough turf. So, I, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I took home for the holidays, right? Um, but, yeah, I think, I mean, like, that basically kicked off the whole MCU, whether that's a blessing or a curse. I don't, it's to be determined. Um but yeah, I mean, he just completely embodied this role beyond belief. I mean, could you imagine anybody else being Tony Stark? I don't think it's possible anymore. Even my boy Tom Cruise was, was up for it, but he wouldn't have been. There's just something different. Downey went through, you know, being the, you know, the alcoholic, you know, the dependent on something. So that I, I think there was a lot more to it too, but, you know, he's really good at having fun and being that snarky snarky dickhead that we all root for right i i mean i could nitpick this film to hell too just like every other mcu movie but i mean why would you give a guy that makes mass weapons of destruction time in a cave to make a weapon like and not have it be used against you like who who's gonna do that but anyways or how he how he kept his face got gary shandling <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> gary shandling got to be in this movie and got to be 
just a big tool and it's funny and I like Gary Shandling. So, you know, the cast, everything is great. God damn it. <laughs> hey, we get, we get bad guy, Jeff Bridges, and that doesn't happen very yes, often. Bald, so. bald Jeff Bridges. I love Bridges. it. <laughs> yeah. Don, you were kind of wrestling with whether or not to put this uh, on your list. How are you feeling about it popping up on Jordan's final pick here? Doing the predictable, you know, he sees, you know, an, an easy route. You know, he might be feeling something, might want to share his heart. And no, he takes takes the easy way out. If you so. would have let me have kiss, kiss, bang, bang, I would never have touched Iron Man. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> this pick throws a wrench in my prediction for who's going to win this draft. Because <laughs> if this is a different film, I think Don runs away with it. But with Iron Man and Zodiac... I, I think this is going to be Iron Man and Zodiac versus Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and Tropic Thunder. Yeah. Now, with like <laughs> the fans of those smaller films, uh, really get, that that's going to turn the tide. So I think this just became a lot closer <laughs> than it was a pick ago. I'm a big fan. I, well, I wouldn't say I'm a big fan of the of the film, but I am a big fan of him as Tony Stark. Yep. I think he's amazing in that role. I I remember going to see this. I didn't have any connection to the Iron Man character. I read a lot of comics when I was younger. Didn't give a shit about Iron Man. Right. And I remember sitting there in the theater in 2008 thinking like, holy shit, this guy is perfect as Tony Stark. Yeah. And he kept doing that through his whole run. I mean, he was the best part about most of those Marvel movies. Uh, just his general demeanor his attitude the way he embodied that role right was amazing i would have been shocked if we didn't have a marvel film on here because with a lesser actor iron man doesn't do 585 million dollars with a lesser actor the mcu maybe does not exist and uh right you know like it or not that's that's what has transformed the movie industry in the last 10 years yeah it's uh yeah I'd, like i said it could be a blessing or a curse i don't know depending on how you feel about the mcu because there's a lot of them that personally i just do not care for <laughs> yeah uh, i think more the majority of them i don't like there's not a lot of not a lot of great marvel movies in my opinion but the fact that he kicked off that whole phenomena he has to be he had to be represented on this list as tony stark right somewhere <laughs> Um, you well, might not have put this episode out if a... we didn't pick him at some point. <laughs> <laughs> and it was such a, such a, just a big, because, you know, he kept having the the movies that he thought were going to bring him back, you know, and but he got the this. I mean, it's, it's really, really stuff you, you know, only see in movies. I mean, it helps he's been a name, whatever. I'm just bitching. <laughs> uh, no, he's... He is Iron Man. It just once the last one ended, I didn't give a shit anymore because you know Tony Stark's not in it. You know Robert Downey Jr.'s not in it anymore as much as I may bitch that he gets paid you know sixty million dollars to <laughs> just look good, uh, probably more. Um, but yeah, he is. He is the MCU. I, I completely agree. But 100%. if you're a fan of that, I mean, he's the only one that has consistently appeared in almost every single film, even if it is just a small role. Yep. So. I mean, outside of Nick Fury, I guess, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he kind of steals the show in, you know, the Spider-Man movies for no apparent reason. So, I mean, 
That's also true. <laughs> yeah. All right. So uh, final list here. Let's count them down. Uh, Don, your list looks like this. You have Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, Wonder Boys, Tropic Thunder, Less Than Zero, and Home for the Holidays. Jordan, your five list. You've got Zodiac, Chaplin, Tough Turf, The Judge, and Iron Man. This is going to be anyone's game, and you're going to have a moment here in in a minute to give your last plea to listeners. Jordan, since you picked second, when we get to the last plea, did you want to uh, let Donnie do his first, or do you want to go first? You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna let you go first. All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna pause you there for a second. I'm gonna pause you there for a second. I want to talk about any any films that you're surprised did not get drafted. Um, I not necessarily surprised that didn't get drafted. Uh, there were some that I wanted to make on my list that I couldn't justify. I love Chef so much, but I he's haven't not seen in that. it enough. You told me that, so. I, I couldn't justify putting it on the list because he's barely in it. Um, but yeah, I absolutely love Chef. Uh, I'm shocked you didn't pick Weird Science, Donnie. I know you love that movie. It's all. It's so. It's. Air America for me, heart and soul. Uh, I had, I had it on my cheat on my list. Uh, I was gonna argue for it with Senior because he's in that just as much as his dad. Um, so it's probably the best thing that he's been in. And God, how freaking long! So it's just an emotional thing, and you just play it off of you know reality. So if you would have taken Iron Man with your last pick, and I couldn't have taken it him at five, I would have gone way off the beaten path with uh, one of the first like art house films that I got into, uh, A Guide to Recognizing Your Saints. Oh yeah, I watched that and like the air I breathe at like the same time. Once upon a time, and I just thought I was so artsy. <laughs> like, <you> know, <laughs> like, I'm a movie guy now. <laughs> like, Aww, you know? so, so cute. But I, I tried rewatching <laughs> it. And I'm just like, man, this just isn't what I thought. I it's definitely not what I remember it being. But that probably would have been on my five. My lapse is right around that year 2000 where he was making he made one with um robert altman gingerbread man i think it was or the something along that yeah he was was, was the gingerbread man yep yeah um i mean he was in the the movie with heather graham uh was it you know two ladies and the dude in the apartment two guys and a girl uh two yeah two guys and and a pizza place Um, get ryan reynolds in there it it dreams never seen it heard it was terrible it's got two great actors so yeah i have i mean i I've, I've seen some of his i've seen his direct a video movie with billy zane <laughs> over some of these other movies that i should have seen beforehand so yeah it's it's pretty sad what he what he was at the only one that didn't get picked that was on my short list was a scanner darkly mm. the uh, richard linklater movie I think it's a really good, good one. Movie. Uh, my five list, as I had written before the show, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, Scanner Darkly, Zodiac, Tropic Thunder, and uh, I just put MCU. Could have been <laughs> Iron Man, could have been Endgame. <laughs> one of those uh, would have made the list. But not Iron Man 2, right? <laughs> Iron Man 2 not, might be no the Iron Man 3. worst uh, MCU movie Ooh, that I've no. seen. I take that. I take that over... I take two over three. Three is just you need to go back and watch huge. Thor: Dark World. And I like three. <laughs> I haven't seen the Thor movie. So I'll say that. bad. It is so bad. I haven't seen. 
I saw the first one, had seen the second one, and I heard Jordan told me I don't have to because it just doesn't matter. So uh, Sherlock Holmes is another one that uh, I think he, he does pretty well, and it's not, not great movies, but I think he's great as Sherlock Holmes. Mm-hmm. I think Benedict Cumberbatch being Sherlock kind of spoiled me on uh, RDJs because mm. I think Benedict did it better. So uh, Got it. Yeah, that's that's why I didn't go with that one. Or Due Date, too. Due date's another one that's like he's kind of just an funny. asshole, like not yeah. really anything else. <laughs> I kept thinking about the the soloist. I I do like that movie. It's you know it's the last one that he did for a while that wasn't MCU. So and Jamie Fox is really good in that movie as well. He was still going through his you know being one of the best actors in the world. All right, last please for our listeners. You've heard the list. Now uh, we're gonna give our kind of final statements here. And uh, as I understand it, Don, you're going first. I'm going to go first. I'm going to try to sell my passion plea over Jordan's MCU sellout because he honestly could have taken five Robert Downey Jr. movies in the MCU and probably would have won you over. But I'm a real movie fan. I don't, I don't sell out like that. I have, I have scruples, like uh, Martin Blank used to say. Uh, my list is better. I've got Robert Downey Jr coked out of his mind playing somebody who is coked out of his mind he's doing it so well in less than zero brett easton ellis may not like it as much but you can watch it once and say that you survived it and you can respect it and then never watch it again uh for me wonder boys is one of the best movies one of the funniest movies it's uh toby mcguire before he went uh spider-man uh, when he was still, you know, funny and wanting to act, um, I, I do like Spider-Man though, not three. Uh, <laughs> but Wonder Boys has such a great cast. Uh, Katie Holmes is probably the best and the goddamn gorgeous that she's in, and it's simply because she's wearing red uh, cowboy boots. Um, she just does these. She's got these eyes that she's looking at with Michael Douglas that it may not be the right thing, but it's like God. Damn, she's she's just gorgeous. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but Robert Downey Jr. is uh, very, very important in that movie. It's probably next 1A, 1B, 1C with Tropic Thunder. Just just the lines in the back and forth. I mean, I quote from that movie and nobody really knows what I'm saying. So that's okay. <laughs> uh, it's probably, I mean, that was right around the same time Michael Douglas got to be, you know, a great actor again, too. Uh, so, uh Kiss, kiss, bang, bang. We've spoken about it. I probably re-recommended this to Jordan, so, you know, he loves it because of me. I don't remember. I've recommended so many movies to him. Uh, Kiss, kiss, bang, bang is one of the funniest movies. Uh, One of the just fastest movies where they're talking. Everything is so fast, and you have to keep up with it, and then that's not even, doesn't even matter about the damn mystery. Um... Val Kilmer, uh, fantastic in this. One of the last good ones we got to see. I mean, he did MacGruber. <laughs> Jordan likes to bring that what one What was up. it? Dieter von Kunth? <laughs> <laughs> uh, kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Should have been bigger. It should have been Robert Downey Jr.'s Iron Man, but it wasn't. It was a little, it was a little preemie. Uh, probably blame Warner Brothers and uh, Joel Silver for that fuck up um because it should have played closer to me i shouldn't have had to wait six to eight months uh <laughs> uh tropic thunder uh is in that same boat as kiss kiss bang bang endlessly quotable 
RDJ got nominated for an Oscar for it. Uh, it's not a movie you'll ever get to see again, and if it did, you wouldn't be able to watch it anyway because you would have to pay for a streaming site, probably Apple TV, and it would be too much. You wouldn't be able to watch it now. Uh, so if you haven't seen it, go and see it. It's one of the funniest damn movies. Uh, it's got one of the best casts, period. Um, yeah, I, I think my list is better. I think you suck. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the quote on the DVD. <laughs> my list is better. Hmm. <laughs> all right jordan your rebuttal all right um i i mean you said you had his cocaine and i mean i have tough turf and you can smell <laughs> robert downey <laughs> jr in this movie so oh, probably that's, that's a method, wash baby. between those that's two <laughs> at best uh i have his single greatest performance on film and chaplin i know it's probably underseen but uh, it's definitely worth your time. Um, I got you know, Zodiac, which is arguably one of the best movies since to the year two thousand. Um, I mean, that's I mean, that's not even close. That's that's such a good flick. Um, I got the embodiment of the MCU. Um, I got Tony Stark. So I mean, you can't. You can't go after me for anything there. You call me a sellout, whatever. He's still, he started this whole <laughs> thing and it's great. So, um, but then I also went, I, I went his whole career really with something post Tony Stark and the judge. So I think my list covers his whole career from start to bottom better than yours. I think you kind of stuck in the comedy a little too much with getting two of them. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like as a body of work, mine was a better representation for RDJ's career. I think all the misery of Less Than Zero is more drama than you have over your whole <laughs> list. So <laughs> there's no humor in that movie. It's just starts, credits, sad sure. face. <laughs> there you go. You want to be sad? Go watch Don's list. <laughs> you want to feel something. You want to feel something. Come with me. It's okay. We're going to see how listeners go. Again, uh, on the line, either Bare Knuckles from 1977 or Step Up to the Streets <laughs> from who knows what year. <laughs> but uh, that's what oh, we got. Do you know the year, Jordan? The year? Oh, oh 2006? 2007? 2000 something. Uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to listen to that reviewed on I seen it. So make sure to go and subscribe to their podcast as well, gentlemen. This has been really fun. I am super looking forward to how this is debated over on Twitter and on the Cinematics Facebook page. So uh, as those uh, as those voting booths go up, I'll let you know, and uh, we'll see how this goes. Perfect. This was a lot of fun. Thank you so much. <laughs> Yeah, absolute blast. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you.